Hello and welcome to Success Stories. I'm Kendra Hall, Chief Storytelling Officer at Success Magazine, and this is the podcast where we sit down with the brightest stars and the boldest thought leaders as they share their stories so you can create your own success story. Today's guest, as you will no doubt be able to tell, is a force of nature, fiercely loud, fiercely authentic, someone who is, as she said, not afraid to live in her truth. And after what she's overcome, I'm not surprised. Today's guest is Bershon Shaw. Bershon Shaw is a member of the cast of the upcoming 13th season of Real Housewives of New York. She rose to prominence as a world-class motivational speaker and business coach. She's also a two-time cancer survivor. Bershawn has channeled her tough experiences into creating her warrior method. Her new book, The Unstoppable Warrior Woman, is available on Amazon and her app, You Are a Warrior, is coming this summer. Bershawn Shaw, welcome to success. We are so excited to hear your stories. Oh my God. Thank you, Kendra, for having me. I'm so happy. Oh, you are just so full of energy. It's such a beautiful thing. I am I am so excited. We have so much to talk about, but where I want to start first, okay. and um, I've done this to a lot of people and I don't warn them, so I'll, I'll apologize now for not doing that. But I want to start with a big question right off the bat. Um, right. You know that the podcast is called Success Stories. Um, so what is success for you? How do you define success? Oh, I love that. How do I define success? I define success uh, doing what you love, being who you are, speaking your truth, living out loud, like freedom. Mm-hmm. That's success to me because we're, we're so confined to what people think and what people want you to do. But success is living in your own truth and doing it your way. That's success. I love that. I feel that so much. Like uh, people will, we we both do uh, keynote speaking and and people will ask me like, what is, if you could give one piece of advice for somebody who wants to be a keynote speaker. And I think this is true in all areas of life. I said, just no matter what you do, be you on stage. Don't be who you think the audience wants you to be or who somebody who went up right before you is or even even who your mentors or the people you look up to. Don't be any of those people because it will never go well. So, So tell me, when did you, because I don't think, I think we all go through phases or periods or even entire sections of our lives where not just when we're young, but as we become adults and we become, as we're growing, where we do feel like editing ourselves or, or that we shouldn't be fully ourselves. Do you remember any of those times in your life? What, tell me some of those stories and, yeah. and how did you come out of it? I got to tell you, all my life, I was a people pleaser. I wasn't stepping up to the plate. I was afraid to be who I was because I never wanted to rock the boat. Yeah. Growing up in high school, I was the fun girl, the outgoing girl, but I was the girl who wanted to fit in. So mm-hmm. I wanted people to like me. So, you know, with people liking you, you never speak up and stand up because you don't want to rock the boat. Yeah. And I remember this so clearly. Um, there was a girl who wanted to borrow some clothes of mine because I love clothes. I used to shop all the time. 
And she borrowed like my Versace jello. I was in Versace even in high school. Girl. Like, there you go. That's original. That's that's good. Right? I like it. So, yeah. so so she borrowed my dress and she tore it. And like I got it back and it was torn. I was like, oh my god! Like I couldn't believe it. Like crying. You know Versace back in the day. Probably was a thousand dollars. It was expensive. I know. Yeah. This was like wow. And I didn't say anything. And it burned me up. But I was afraid to say something. And I think growing up, because it was just, all right, people, please be fun, fit in. But let me tell you, it's like, I, I, I think when I got breast cancer, I woke up. Mm, I think yeah. it's just like, who am I pleasing? Why do I have to please you? I'm standing in my power and I'm who I am. I'm loud. I'm outspoken. I speak my mind and this is who I am. Yeah. Yeah, I I definitely want to talk about your courageous battle with breast cancer. Not once, but but twice. Yeah. Um, there, there's a lot. I have a lot of questions about that. But I want to go back. So yeah, you didn't speak up because you didn't want to make her mad. You didn't want to make it more right. But it like burned you inside, and you just wait for that burn to go away. Uh, what would you say to somebody who? And, and maybe it's a, maybe it's a similar situation. A friend or a family member has done something that hurt, but because they don't want to rock the boat, they're, they're holding it inside. And, and also, I mean, I don't, I, I do this myself. I don't want to make everything explode because it almost doesn't seem you start, you start doing the math. Like is a torn dress worth complete chaos in my life or even a little bit of chaos? What would you recommend to someone I love it. I know exactly what you mean. First of all, breathe, right? <laughs> breathe, don't explode. But you know what? Talk, right? So at that moment, I should have said, you know what? Her name was Lisa. Lisa, you bought my dress back torn. That's really not cool, right? Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. should have called me and first let me know. Mm -hmm. Then like fix the dress. Went to get it sewn, taking it to a tailor. I gave you my dress a nice Versace dressing, you bought it back. Why do you think that's okay? You see, what we do, we act out. So, you know, immediately we could have acted out and like, rah, no, yeah. take a breath yeah. and talk. Yeah. Before I do everything, I take a breath. All right. And then talk. That little beat will help you. It will yeah. help you not explode. It will help you not go raw. It will help you. To really understand. So I think that's what I should have did. And we have to start stepping into our power. We as people, um, we don't stand in our truth and we don't stand in our power mm -hmm. because of fear. And fear is nothing but false evidence appearing real. Yes, I agree. Oh. I agree with that. What does that mean to you to step into your power? I mean, we, 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 hear, we hear that. Um, I feel like I have had phases throughout my life or moments throughout my life, every decade or so, or, you know, big transition moments where I'm like, oh, I just stepped into my, I realized uh, I got in touch with a deeper power that maybe I didn't know I had. Um, what what does stepping into your power for someone who's like, I don't really know what that is or how to do it. Like, what does that look like? You no, know, it, it looks like, who are you? Ask yourself, who am I? A lot of people don't even know what they stand for. 
who mm-hmm. they are. We just exist. A lot of people are in these situations because of their husband, their wife. Um, they're doing it for their mother and their father. What do you stand for? Mm-hmm. So stepping into your power is knowing who you are, being authentic, not trying to play small, not mm-hmm. dimming your light for someone else, mm-hmm. not playing goody two-shoe because you don't want to hurt someone's feeling. Mm-hmm. You know what it feels like when you break through that? And you say, this is what I like. This is what I want to do. This is how I'm going to do it. Believe me, I coach thousands of people all around the world. You'd be surprised how many women don't even think that they should be CEO Mm because they're a woman. No, I'll never do it. I'll never be able to get there. I'll never be able. No. Well, I I had someone um, the other week say, you know what? I date down. I never even date. I'm educated. I have a master's. I'm a millionaire, but I date down. I date blue, blue collar because I don't think I deserve. That's a that's stepping into your power. When you understand that you deserve it, it comes. Yeah. So where? So let's go. And these two things I bet are tied together. You mentioned it earlier um, when you were diagnosed with breast cancer. That was one of those moments that everything changed for you. So can you can you take me back? to that moment, to that experience and not, and not to that moment, but maybe even a little bit further, who were you before that diagnosis? What, what was happening that maybe wasn't as powerful as you could be? And then what happened from there? You know, um, like I said before, I was a people pleaser before. I don't think I knew who I was. I was running fast, you know, in communications, in TV, modeling, acting, going everywhere, trying to live my best life. New York City in the 30, you know, 30 years old, you're living life, right? Yeah. Come on. You're in Soho, you're in Tribeca, having fun, but wasn't really grounded. Then when I got diagnosed with stage four, you're yeah. like, right? Cancer all over your body. You're like, What? Hold on, hold on, on what? And they're telling you it's incurable, what? Like, this is not my life. Hold on, this is not supposed to happen. What's going on? Why me? What did I do, God? But you know what? It woke me up. Because it's bigger than cancer. It was, what's the cancer in your life that's holding you back? Mm-hmm. Cancer. It was a lot of things holding me back. Fear of speaking up. Fear of making it afraid, don't want to speak my mind, don't want to speak my truth. Those were my fears. And that's a cancer. Yeah. How did this whole thing unfold? Because you were young too. Like this is, you're young now and you're, you've been no evidence of disease, cancer free for what 12 years. So can you share some of that journey with us? That's part of the story. um, I I remember it to a T uh, because I say this and it always just gives me chills again. When I got diagnosed it rocked my world because I thought I had bad back pain, really bad back pain. I couldn't move. I couldn't bend down. I couldn't pick up anything. I was like, what's going on? I went to chiropractors. I went to, I mean, all kinds of treatment, wellness treatments. And everyone thought it was a slip disc, x-rays. And I went to a doctor. He said, no, we need to give you an MRI because it's still hurting. I really couldn't bend down. And I remember going back to the appointment. Me, my fiance and my stepmom, we were just going out about to have lunch. And I said, oh, let me stop by the doctor to get the results. And the doctor said, sit down. Now, you don't want to hear that, right? No, you don't. You don't want to hear sit down. That changes everything. Yeah. And he was like, Rashawn, I think you really need to sit down. Um, And he said, 
you've been diagnosed with stage four terminal breast cancer. Terminal. And when you hear that, it rocks your world. You're like, what? Mm -hmm. And you didn't. And I remember it because it was, I was stuck. I couldn't cry. I couldn't scream. I was stuck. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. I was just stuck. Mm -hmm. I was like face, mouth open, face, eyes, like stuck. Mm -hmm. And, and I got to tell you, I, I said, give me a moment. And I went and I was like, are you sure? Da, da, da. And he said, the reason it took so long for us to get back to this appointment, we sent it to seven hospitals because we were shot. And I went outside into the hallway and I remember this clearly. I got on my knees and I said, God, if you keep me alive, if this is my diagnosis, if you keep me alive, I will motivate and inspire people all around the world, white, black. Asian, Indian, Jewish, whatever, Hispanic. Like, if this is my mission, keep me alive. I'm going to do everything. And if I do everything and I'm and I don't make it, then it wasn't my time. Mm-hmm. Just wasn't my time. It was my meaning. It was my time to go. It wasn't my time to be on Earth. Right. Oh, I just I can't. You know that that moment, and I would imagine then that that leads to a whole lot of fight in you, right? Like after the initial shock wears off, then you, you, then you start the fight. Is that fight? And that's where, that's where my whole brand came. The warrior coach, Mm -hmm. you are a warrior. The fight came in because I said, I got to do everything. People say, what did you do? I did everything, girl. I did everything. I mean, I, I could name so many things I did because the fight kicked in. And you know, some people, when they hit a moment like that, they check out they become delusional or they don't want to deal with it or they kick in the fight. Mm-hmm. I kicked in the fight. Mm-hmm. And, and I remember, this is so funny. Um, I used to come into chemo with red lipstick, red heels and fur coat. Like I used to, cause I wasn't going into chemo in no damn sweatsuit. No. Scarf, come on, you know, like, Oh God, you know, no, I really kicked it in. And my, my doctor said, Bershawn, I want you to speak at an event um, for Johns Hopkins. And I was like, me speaking at an event. Why? Like as a keynote, this is 12, 13 years ago. And, um, she said, yes, I want you to speak. And I was like, what am I going to say? She said, be you. You're, you're going to tell your story and tell the journey to the patients, to the doctors. I did that speech. It was at a BJ. So, you know, think about it. It was filled. BJ's packed. I mean, think how big a BJ's is. Uh, I did it and I got a standing ovation. Mm. And this woman said, you are a warrior. And everyone started chanting, you are a warrior. Because I started the speech saying, I shouldn't be here today. Mm-hmm. But I am. Mm-hmm. You know, I said, Steve Jobs didn't make it. Farrah Fawcett didn't make it. And I went down that. I said, but I shouldn't be here today. Mm-hmm. And literally, everyone started chanting that. And that's how I became the warrior coach. Wow. So so, so this is, I want to get into uh, to your role as a coach, because I think I have several coaches. I know how important coaching is. But again, it's one of those things that, you know, that people maybe don't know exactly what a coach is or how valuable it is. Before we get into that, though, I wonder as I'm listening to you talk, and I, and I think that, you know, having coached so many different kinds of people now in your career, how do you help someone? who hasn't had a tragic diagnosis. Uh, Maybe they haven't 
been fired from a job and faced that kind of devastation, or they haven't had a, a, a death of somebody they love or, you know, or, or what, or a, or a relationship fall apart. So they haven't really had that pinpoint moment sitting in a doctor's office, sitting, sitting, having the doctor tell you to sit that triggers that fight. But yet still they're stuck. They're, they're not in their power. They're not speaking their truth. How do you help someone like that tap into the fight? Good, good, good point. You know what? It's a good point because I'm working with someone. This is so funny because people are paralyzed yeah. in fear. So, so first we have to get to the down and, and write the nitty gritty. What is it you want? And are you living your purpose, right? So what is it you want out of life? So people go through life just coasting by, just existing. But they really want more, but they're not living for more. They're not. So I need to know what makes you tick. Mm -hmm. Where's your life force? Mm -hmm. What do you want? Like, what is your, like, if you don't know your purpose, you don't know where you're going. Mm -hmm. So we have to tap into that. And why are they paralyzed? Why are they living in that fear? Why aren't they living their best life? So we have to, I go deep. I go deep as a coach because there's so many layers. It's like an onion. You peel one layer, you get another layer, you get another layer. People are complex. It's not what you see because we all wear a mask. Mm -hmm. Everyone wears a mask. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You see me, I'm smiling. Da, da, da. I, 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 I genuinely, I'm a happy person. But yeah, I'm not happy all the time. Right. Yeah, I get sad. Yes, I get depressed. But I tap into the person's soul. Mm-hmm. What, is, what do you want? I mean, it sounds like such a simple question. But if you haven't asked yourself that question in a long time and you feel stuck or stagnant or I don't know about you, but the uh, the pandemic really shook that up for me when I started to all these things in 2019 that I thought I wanted and and that that seemed like worthy goals and pursuits suddenly 2020 came and it was like whoa it was such a perfect opportunity to ask yourself that question like okay now that everything's upside down what do I really want and 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 when when you're listening when our when our guests are listening to this podcast at least in the United States we were just talking uh we're neighbors in New York City uh they just yeah. announced today that New York City the plan is to have it fully reopened by July 1st so yeah. I know yeah, which yeah, is yeah, so yeah. exciting but you really have you know the the clock is ticking you were given this opportunity this this great pause. So if you haven't, as Brashawn said, ask yourself that question. Yeah. What do I want? Um, so, so tell me, I know in your coaching and you said that I love the story of how you were given the word warrior, like what a gift, what an incredible moment. Tell me uh, in your coaching, I believe you used what you call the warrior method. Is that, yeah. is that true? Yeah. Like, is, can you, can you without, I don't, I know, I don't want you to give away the entire secret recipe, but yeah. can you tell me like, what is that as a coach? What is the warrior method? 
You know, I, so the warrior method, I take people through a journey, mm-hmm. right? I, I, so in order to change your mindset, it starts from the inside. You know that everything starts from the inside. Like, you know, what, what do you want? What is your real dream? What if you were a kid you wanted to go after? Then let's affirm it. Let's do affirmations, right? Let's create it visually. Mm-hmm. Let's go out there and fight for it. Let's make a decision. Let's focus on it and let's execute on it. Mm-hmm. Because we we want these things, but we never put it out there. Like, you know what? If you people tell me all the times I have a dream, I have a goal, but I never write it down. Well, that's a silent dream. Why aren't you writing it down? Why aren't you saying it aloud? I tell people to speak your dreams, live your dreams, create it in your mind, visualize your dreams, right? Everything is mindset. You, you, you know, you write it down, you affirm it, you make the decision, you stay focused and you execute. Yeah. Yep. I think uh, writing those things down and sometimes as crazy as it sounds, it might make no sense. Like if I think back to what I loved doing as a child, it was, it was, it was telling stories and, and, and it seems like the most logical then, oh, then you would be a journalist or you would be, but my path took, my road was a completely different, nobody could have written that. I wouldn't have believed it. If you had told me when I was 15 that this is what I'd be doing. Um, and so even if Actually, it sounds crazy. But you love telling stories. Yeah. And look at you. You interview. And those, are, and so you're storytelling. Mm-hmm. You're helping. And you're listening to the audience. And you're interview, And you're inter- the person you're interviewing. And you're the interviewer. Tell stories, right? So yeah. this is coming full circle for you. So you are living your, your passion and your purpose. Oh, yeah. I mean, I... I I was listening to an old, and I I don't know if I've told this story before in the podcast, but I was listening to an old, back when Success Magazine had a CD in the middle of it. And it was an interview with Donnie Deutsch, who's also uh, in New York City. And um, somebody said, how do you find, the question was, how do you find your purpose? And he said, think back to what you loved doing as a child. And and all of a sudden I realized, and I was in a job, I was in marketing, I was in sales. I was like, I was doing all the things I thought I should be doing. And I heard that. And it was one of those, um, it was one of those breadcrumbs from the universe that was leading me back home, leading me yeah. back to, to where I needed to be. So more than once I've heard that advice to think yeah. back and the, there. And when, and when my clients think back to what they loved as a child, they get it. They're like, oh, I always love, I'm just making working out. Like that was what I love. Or I always love to run and da, 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 but I don't do it. Why don't you do it now? Because you're trying, people think, oh, I'm an adult now. Now I can't do it. Yes, you can get back to working out, get back to running, get back to loving what you do. Right. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. we don't do that as an adult. We feel like we can't No, you're wrong. You can yeah. do it, live it, live your best life, you know? Yeah. And I, I, I think that it, if, if you have those whispers, and I'm sure you've seen this in your coaching experience, we, we tend to tune them out. Like, uh, no, and you think of all the reasons you can't, all the reasons to be fearful. And what if you, you know, just started asking yourself the questions? Like, what if I tried doing this? What if I tried? So for example, and I, I have this as a note that I wanted to, to make sure that I asked you, but I moved to New York city. I wasn't someone who moved here when I was right, you know, like right after college or in my thirties, 
well, early 30s. Like I moved here with two kids and a husband. Our whole life was in Phoenix, Arizona. We lived in a beautiful suburbia. We had incredible friends. Our kids were at a great school. Like life was great. But there was this, there was this urge to to come to New York City. And if you've ever felt that urge, I want to ask you about your move to, to New York City. But there were so many reasons why not to. Who moves to, you were talking about being an adult, who moves to New York City as a full-grown mother of two with your husband? And we didn't have a job offer. Like I, I'm an entrepreneur. I work for myself. Yeah. So there was no, and people would say, why are you going? And, and I, at first I kept saying, well, because it's it could be really good for my, but the truth was we, feel like we should, like we kind of want to, like we feel like this is what we should be doing. And sometimes that to everybody else, it doesn't seem like a, a, a good enough answer, but we started asking ourselves, why not? Well, because of the kids' school. Well, what if we found a great school? Why not? Because yeah. it's going to be so expensive. Well, what if we cut back expenses somewhere else? Like asking ourselves those questions that tap into the fear and then responding with, well, actually, when you really think about it, exactly. this, this, and this. But you see, it ignited your fire. Mm -hmm. New York City ignited your fire. So I tell people, like that fire, where is your life force? Be we, we are constantly just settling, being basic, being beige, mm -hmm. doing status quo, like that fire. What makes you spark? Mm -hmm. Travel, move to LA, move to New York, go to Chicago, light your fire instead of playing it safe. Well, and if not for you, then do it for all the people who are watching you. Yes. Do it for yes. the people who are like, oh, wait, they made that bold decision? Well, then I can make this decision, right? Yeah, I can do it too. That's the thing. And so you're doing, so I always tell people, you know, I'm a, I'm a speaker, I'm a tech founder, I'm a motivational speaker, business coach, life coach. I'm doing it for other people to learn. You know, so many people DM me and say, after hearing you speak, you changed my life. Just the other day, someone said, Bershawn, I heard you speak in 2015. Mm. And do you know, you came up on my Twitter and you changed my life with your story, but with you saying, don't dim your light, because I always say, don't dim your light for someone else to make them feel good. Shine bright like a diamond. And she said, wow, she said, I, I, you changed my life. I want to give you a gift. Do you know she PayPal me $200 just because? Oh. True story. PayPal me $200 just because. Wow. Oh, what because she said in 2015, you changed my life. Hmm. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's amazing. I still remember everything you said. I wrote it in my book and I'm living my life on purpose. Wow. What a beautiful... It we don't often get that um, concrete feedback, right? So what a beautiful, what a beautiful thing that she sent that. That's really cool. So you mentioned um, being, you, you, you wear many coats, hats. I don't know. Do you wear hats? I don't know that I you wear hats and coats. I love a coat. Yeah. That's what I was. I'm like, I, I feel like coat, girl. I love a good coat. Yes. That's what I figured. Yes. Coat was the way to go. Coat was the uh -huh. way to go. Um, but you mentioned being a tech founder and I know you have an exciting app that you are working on. So tell us about that. Yes. So the app is called, remember everything is the warrior brand. So the app is called you are a warrior. The letter you are a W A R R I O R. Um, uh, warrior. It's an app. It's a mental health app for support. Mm. 
Think about it. I mean, we are we are now in the time and this spun out of COVID and just me dealing with depression from uh, being a survivor. And, you know, my, during COVID, my nephew said that he was depressed mm-hmm. he came out and he was young. He's like, look, 29. He was like, this is really making me depressed. My next door neighbor said she was depressed, thinking about killing, uh, you know, suicide. I was like, no, 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 no. Let's mm-hmm. keep, you know, I know someone committed suicide. It was just this was a lot. This is going through, we, we went through a lot during this time. And where do we go for support? Mm-hmm. There's nowhere we go. I'm building a community of coaches, culture, and a community where you can get support, personal development, self-improvement, and motivation. Mm-hmm. Like, it's time. I'm sorry. Love all these apps. But what is TikTok? It's dancing. Okay. And skits. Instagram. I mean, there's so much hate on Instagram. People are like, oh, she should be dead. You should have shot her. Where's your wig? What? I mean, it's just negative. Facebook, you see something negative. I'm tired. You can see something negative every day. Mm-hmm. I want to display something positive, something where you can get support. That's what I need. So how would that support look? Like if you need, so you, you download the app and you can text in and just say, like what? What is it? What is the interface? Good point. Like? So good point. We're going to have videos from coaches, experts, giving you support on a daily. We're going to have quotes and text messages to me, to you, right? Mm-hmm. So you can feel good. And then we're going to have a place where you can post. You can share positivity. It's all about sharing positivity. We're going to have prompts on a daily, different things to help you get engaged. And as we grow, we're going to have one-on-one coaches. We're going to have, as we grow, we're going to have challenges. We're going to have quizzes for you to learn about yourself. We're going to have chat rooms. It's going to be a one-stop shop. It sounds funny when you think about it, that you need to take a quiz about yourself, right? Like to, to get to know yourself. But one of the realizations I've had recently was, and you mentioned, you know, this time, this this pandemic, I mean, it, it, it it's real. And I am just now learning things about the trauma, the stress, the, and, and like, I, I'm just now, we're what, 14 months in, I was like, wow, you know, I think that was really hard, right? But I could have used a quiz that said, hey, you know what? You're not handling this part very well. Exactly, right? right? And, and, and I think we do. We need to learn about ourselves. So we're not growing because we're not learning about ourselves. We're staying stuck. Mm-hmm. See, to me, if you keep taking action, even if you fail, even if you make a mistake, you grow. Keep mm-hmm. growing and learning about yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. That's the whole thing. A mistake isn't wrong. Failure isn't wrong. You do it again. You learn for the next time you grow, you get courage, you get strength. Mm-hmm. Don't stay stuck and stagnant. Yeah. Yep. Well, yeah. And so much of that learning has to start within. Yeah. So speaking of growing and not staying stagnant. So we've again, all the many coats. So coach. Yes. Motivational speaker. Yes. Um, Author, let's talk about that. You also have a book that I believe released during yeah. the pandemic, yeah. um, Unstoppable Warrior Woman. Tell me about that. You know, it, it, it's a great book. Please, you guys go to Amazon. You will love it. Unstoppable Warrior Woman. And I called it Woman, W-O-M-A-N, because I wanted to showcase each and every woman. Right. I wanted to talk about their stories. And it's 40 stories I picked out of 40 stories of women about hope, about triumph, about pushing through hard times. But on the other side, they're winning. On the other side, they learn. So in the end, it's hope. It's a story about hope. There are stories about 
girls being raped. There's stories about hard stories, uh, growing up being a crack baby. Uh, there's stories about I lost 200 pounds. There's stories about self-esteem. Um, I don't love myself. There's stories about um, husbands cheating, boyfriends cheating. There's all these stories that we're afraid to talk about. I wanted to push this full frontal. Mm. Mm, I love that. Okay, so Unstoppable Warrior Woman is available on Amazon now. Okay, so we've covered we've covered a lot of them. Coach, lot. M- motivational speaker, the book, you've developed an app, and yes, I'm really excited about this one too. <laughs> okay, I'm such a dork, but but today, the day that the podcast releases is actually. Day one of, I believe it's season 13 of the Real Housewives of New York City. And I understand that while you won't be in the, you show up later in the season, you are going to be, you're going to be a part of the housewives. Tell me about that. Like, how did this happen? I'm so, I'm so excited to, I'm fascinated to know. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You know, um, I love Bravo, part of the Bravo team. And Bravo had already been talking to me about my own show prior to this. Okay. Um, The show show didn't work out, but it's a, you know, pilot. But so when this came out, they wanted diversity. And thank God, you know, Bravo, Andy, kudos to them. Black Girl Magic. We needed some. I mean, come on, New York. I mean, New York. Yes. Yes. Hispanic, I mean, black, do it. I mean, it's everything, right? So it's a melting pot. I think he want, they wanted to spice it up and we are spicing it up. Let me tell you. Yes, we are. I'm 13 seasons in, you would think. Now, do you watch the show? I think I started like, like it's season nine or something and then just watch like three seasons in a, oh, wow. in a row. So, so yeah, I find it fascinating, uh-huh. actually. That here you are, um, so empowering for women, and um, you know, don't compare yourself, uh, don't dim your light, and from the from the pieces of the show that I've seen, it, it's interesting to watch how how women can do that with each other, right? Like dim their lights or or be in comparison. Like, I would imagine that's a fascinating experience for you as a coach. Here's the thing. I'm Bershawn. I'm outspoken. I'm real. I'm honest. I'm authentic. And I'm motivational, right? Everything about me. You know, someone said, oh, she's fake. No, she's not. She's real. Here's the thing about me. I'm not saying I'm happy all the time. It's a choice. I do the work on myself. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying I don't get depressed. I'm not saying I don't have failures. I'm not saying I don't have mistakes. I'm not saying I have some down dark days. I'm saying when I do, I do the work and get myself back up because it doesn't feed my soul to just be depressed and don't do. You know what I mean? I have to Mm -hmm. do the work on myself, you guys. Yes, I'm normal. So what I tell people, even on the show, I'm no Mother Teresa. I'm not Gandhi. I'm a coach. Right. I'm not like I'm not, you know, I'm not someone who doesn't yell and scream and act up. But if I do, sometimes I have to check myself. I come back and say, all right, well, hold on. All right, look, I'm sorry. You know, or maybe I did too much. Maybe I'm over the top. Maybe, but I I can check myself. See, I have the tools now to check myself. And I always look on the outside in. See, put myself in someone else's shoes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I, yeah, I think it's, 
I'm very excited. I'm so excited to watch it. It's like, I've been like, Oh, I know that I know her. Um, so I wanted to, I wanted to make sure that we covered this because there are probably people listening who are wondering, okay, do I need a coach? Who needs a coach? Yes. The answer is yes. Everyone, 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 everyone. Here's the truth. You guys, no one's really successful without a coach. Let me say this again. No one is successful without a coach. Oprah Winfrey has a coach. Tony Robbins even has a coach. Warren Buffett has a coach. Bill Gates has a coach. Everyone. Why do you think Serena Williams wins the number one athlete? She has a coach. Right. Yeah. LeBron Tiger James. Woods. Yeah. Tiger Woods. I mean, look, people think they could do it by themselves. I always say the biggest investment you'll ever make is the investment in yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Get a coach because what a coach does is two things. Everyone needs a cheerleader. Why do you think football players has cheerleaders and basketball players and all that? They need someone to cheer them on. Mm-hmm. And so do you as a human. It's to motivate you and hold you accountable. Yeah. If you're not held accountable with doing things, you procrastinate, you put it to the side, you say you're going to do it later and you never do it, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do it now. Get a coach. How do you find a great coach? Well, hey, Bershawn Shaw, look on Instagram. <laughs> there she is. She's right here. She's no, right I am here. offering 15 minutes of free coaching uh, this month. And the oh, my month- gosh. Yeah, I am. So go to Bershawn.com, B-E-R-S-H-A-N.com under about me, uh, about 15 minutes. But I think you have to see alignment. So there are success coaches. they are business coaches. Like I'm a business and life coach. So life is your whole entire life. So people come to me and say, you know, I'm happy at work, but my, my, my home life sucks. Or you know what I mean? I need strategy on how to build my business or I'm an entrepreneur. I want to grow my business to seven figures, things like that. But you may need a relationship coach or a divorce coach, Mm. whatever coach you need, get referrals, please get referrals. I'm sorry. Just because someone does an Instagram post and a LinkedIn post doesn't make them credible. Yeah. Yeah. Get the recommendations. Look on LinkedIn. Look on Google. Now you can find if someone is real. Like, you know what? I I love looking at referrals. So I can give you a thousand referrals on me or LinkedIn or you see what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Do the research and do the work. Don't go by a post and don't just go by one person. Go by two or three people. Once you get into it, it just doesn't, like I was just talking to a friend who has a fertility coach. She's going uh, through fertility treatments. It is a full-time job and there's a lot to think about. And if you're going through it for the first time, it's really overwhelming. Um, and, And she was able to find a coach who, this is what they do. They walk women, they walk couples, they walk people through the fertility treatment process. Like, wow, there really is a coach for everything. So that's why I was really happy to have you on here as a coach and to drive that message home. Like if you feel stuck anywhere or just kind of lost, there is, there's a coach for that. Why stay lost and stuck as an adult? Why waste time? Tomorrow isn't promised. Why waste time? Do it now. Let me take it from a stage four breast cancer survivor was given three months to live, said they should be dead. I do everything I want now. I do it now. I stop waiting and do it now. 
This is where I want to. I found an Instagram post of yours from earlier this month, and it said the seven rules of life. Oh. Um, and I loved it. And so I just wanted to share a few of them. Number one, smile. I wanted to ask you about that. Why is that your, and I don't know, maybe they are in no particular order, but why was that the first one on your list? You know, because we spend too much time uh, we get negativity everywhere from the news, from Instagram, from this, from that. I mean, I'm so tired of all the negativity that we get. Mm-hmm. Like, smile, just push through it and smile. Stop, uh, stop being negative. Like to me, small minds gossip and talk about people. Spend time on things for you that makes you smile. That makes the world go down, go, go round. Smiling and loving your life. Just take a big smile. Think about it. It, it takes more energy to pout and don't love it. Smile. And you can do that. And, and, you know, whether it's for you or again, like the difference that a smile can make for someone else, just simply smiling at yes, them. And it's just smile. And especially now when we've been, we've been all isolated and our, our smile, you know, like whenever we can share a smile, it's so important to do. So number two is don't take no for an answer. Then it was stop comparing yourself to other people. Um, leave toxic people behind. I wanted to ask you about that. Any strategies? I'm sure in some of your coaching, you've coached people through letting go of the people who are holding them back. Any thoughts on that? No, that's a big one because a lot of times people get stuck in, oh, well, I got to stay around this person. I've been knowing them for 20 years. They're not positive, but hey, I grew up with them. Why? Why do you have to stay around them? You you actually don't. <laughs> that's exactly. the time you actually should break away. When you're a kid and they're your next door neighbor, maybe you can't move, but now you can move. See, we get stuck in doing the same old thing, the same old rut. Why? Stop it. Move. You don't have to be around toxicity. How is it going to help you? How does it push you forward? It doesn't. Like-minded people who elevate you, who put you on a high vibration. If they don't, leave them behind. I'm sorry. And it's okay to do that. And if for whatever reason you can't quite do that, maybe it's an opportunity to, as you've said, Bershon, to look inside. Be like, so why do I I actually want to? toxicity. Do I actually kind of like the drama? And if that's the case, you've got some bigger questions to answer for yourself, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's because, so true. Because if the, if the drama is fueling you up, like then, then, then own that and say, you know what, this person is toxic and I kind of like it. Yeah, exactly. Right. You got to own it and staying in a toxic relationship. That's a choice. Mm-hmm. Not doing anything is a choice. Yep. So yep. then make the choice to do something about it and get out of it. Uh, yes, I love it. I love that. Number five was stop talking about it. Be about it. Number six, leave your past where it's at in your past. I love yes. that. Please leave your past where it's at. Have you have you ever had your past follow you into your present? Yeah. You know, I mean, look, I have and I'm sure a lot of people, you're still thinking about that old boyfriend, child, leave them behind. <laughs> leave, <laughs> yeah. them behind. leave her behind. I'm sorry. Look, that's what life is about. Ever growing, evolving, being the best you can be. I believe if it didn't work, it wasn't supposed to work. 
I really yeah. believe that. If it didn't work, if the love of your life didn't ask you to marry you, it wasn't supposed to happen. If you're not in that job, that it wasn't supposed to happen. Like things come full circle. Look at you. Things come full circle. Learn and live your journey. Stop living in the past. Well, and to see, I love that it's to 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 leave it there. And the way that I always describe that is, you know, see that your life is a story. And yeah, maybe that didn't work out and you're not sure what will work out next. And the middle of the story is the awkward, uncomfortable parts, you know? And so but just see that it doesn't mean that your past was right and what's happening is wrong. It just means you're in the middle. And sometimes leaning into the middle of the story is the best thing you can do. And I got to tell you, my favorite quote that I always say, life begins at the end of your comfort zone. That's when it starts. Yep. And then, and what a, what a cool thing to be like, if you are in a new place and you're trying to leave your past behind and you're feeling uncomfortable to say, oh, well, this is where it starts. Like, look yeah. at me, here I yeah. am. And to celebrate that. Yeah. Well, and the last thing you had in the seven rules for life on that particular post was never, ever give up, be a warrior. And I think that's a great place to wrap up here. What would you say? I mean, again, you are not supposed to be here. Uh, What would you say to the person who, in whatever area of life it is, feels like giving up? I would say, look, don't give up. Don't ever, ever give up. Let me tell you about me. If I'm here 13, 12, 13 years later, when they told me, that I was not going to be here, get my affairs in order. If I can do it, you can do it too. Don't give up. See, that moment you think you're going to give up, that moment you think it's not going to happen, just around the corner is the light. That's the tunnel. That's where the light shines. Keep on going, be a warrior. And when I say be a warrior, I don't mean that you don't get it wrong. I don't mean that you don't make make mistakes. I don't mean that you don't fail. I mean that you fall down and you get back up because if you can fall down and if you can look up, you can get up. So keep going and be that warrior. I love that. Well, tell us one more time, just because you have so many, all the coats that you wear. So tell us where are all the different places that if we want more from you, where should we go? Oh God, I love it. Okay. So my Instagram at um, B-E-R-S-H-A-N S-H-A-W. So that's my Instagram. That's my Twitter. Um, you could go on my website, um, Bershawn.com, www.bershan.com. Um, you can find me on, oh God, LinkedIn is my name, Bershawn Shaw, everywhere. And please, please go to my app and sign up. www.theletteru.theletterrawarrior, W A R R I O R.com. Well, it's, yeah, that, it's the sign up. The app comes in July. But again, you spell it U R A Warrior, W A R R I O R. O-R.com. And please, everyone, go get the book, Unstoppable Warrior Woman on Amazon. Yeah. Please, please, please. Oh, thank you so much for all of that. We can't wait to see you on the show as well <laughs> later this season. Loved hearing your stories. And um, I can't wait to hear what stories are next. Thank oh, you so yes. much. Thank you. Please support me on the show. Thank you so much, Kendra. It was amazing. If you enjoyed this conversation, look up an inch or down an inch and check out all of our previous discussions. You can find those at iTunes, Spotify, Overcast, Stitcher, or wherever finer podcasts are sold. 
And of course, check out the latest issue of Success Magazine by heading over to success.com slash subscribe and get more inspiring stories like this delivered right to your front door. Be sure to give us a review on Apple iTunes and you can find me at kindrahall.com or on Instagram at kindrahall. That is Kindra with an I. I can't wait to hear the stories you'll tell. Until next time. <laughs>